Welcome back to Sweat Bets here for episode five. Uh, my name is Corey Jones. You guys already know that. With us today, of course, we have Ryan Delmas. Um, unfortunately, he's back. Uh, Howdy. Yeah, and then, but today we have another special guest, um, longtime fan of the show, a Sweat Bets diehard, coming out of the red corner, weighing 162. They say he even has a tattoo of Delmas's face on his ass. Again? Uh, that's legend has it. Uh, there's a lot of those floating out there. But today we have longtime Bama fan, longtime Eagles fan, Braxton. Braxton, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, welcome, Bart. Um, all right. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and dive right in and let you guys know that I had a terrible week last week. Um, Man. I think it's a, that's a light statement. Yeah, uh, and that makes it two weeks in a row, honestly, yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I think what made this weekend worse, uh, at least for me, what made this weekend worse is that a lot of the games, I was it, I was like a hair away from really having a great weekend. Yep. Like, uh, well, my, my, you know, bet the house obviously hit um, with the Packers doing what they did against the Texans. That was a given. Um, but my scorcher, which was the, uh, the Bengals money line was literally 11 seconds away from hitting. Um, I will say I, I, I took the, the Titans last week too. And that was a brutal, um, 10 minutes of, of my life because I'm, I'm watching, first of all, as you guys know, the Titans were getting killed, um, which has Braxton. He, he called the Steelers winning that one um but the the titans were getting worked and then they start coming back out of nowhere and big ben just starts throwing picks out of nowhere which i thought was fantastic because i'm like i need the titans to roar back to life um because for some reason i was more confident in the titans than anybody except for the packers last weekend um and the Titans are driving down the field, man. They're looking great. There's about 50 seconds on the clock and then Ryan's boy like Ryan Tannehill throws the ball to the middle of nowhere. Yep. And what do they do? They say, well, Ryan Tannehill, that is intentional grounding. So we're going to back you up to where you were when you threw the ball. And we're also going to take 10 seconds off the clock. So naturally that kills the drive in any momentum, um, which I was frustrated to see. Nonetheless, I, I, I don't know why, but this year I feel like we've been seeing more, errors by players and coaches than ever before like just like mindless errors um and so i'm just really frustrated but i'm thinking okay you know they'll at least go to overtime and you know i still thought the titans were going to lose in overtime i thought that the steelers were going to march down the field and win but i was like you know there's at least a little bit of hope so 40 seconds left on the clock they kind of bleeded it down to about 14 seconds, I think, is when they decided to put Goskowski on the field. And what happened not good. when Goskowski goes out there? What was that, a 48-yarder, 49-yarder? It's like I saw that. I've seen that movie before, maybe like four times in a single game, something yeah, like that. It's like, you know, one of the best kickers of recent memory um, from Madison, Mississippi, too. Yeah. Um, but he marches out there and... You know, I even after the first game, I was still kind of on the Goskowski train. I was like, you know what? Like, he's more than proven himself in his career. Like, this is just a fluke. He'll be back. 
But something is wrong with him. I mean, just downright wrong with him. So what does he do? He goes out there and he just misses the field goal. He just pulls it left. Steelers win. So naturally, I'm watching on CBS and CBS says, all right, you guys just saw a classic there, which it was a classic, arguably the one of the games of the year. And then what does CBS do? They switch it right over to the Bengals and the Browns just in shit time. Show. Just in time. The Bengals are up, right? 34-31. Uh, yeah. um, and they switch it just in time for me to watch Baker Mayfield just drop a dime into Donovan Peoples-Jones' hands um, on a play where the DB honestly should have just swatted it out of bounds. It was a bad play by the DB, but I will say it was a beautiful pass. Um, and so just like that, I watched, you know, 50 bucks just light on fire right in front of me. So is Baker back? You know, I was going to say, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because when Jarvis Landry had his nice little toss, I was going to, I was like, man, I can't wait to get on the show and talk about how Jarvis Landry is the real QB. The better runner. quarterback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then exactly. Baker Mayfield goes, I was at 25 of 25. I don't know. I, I just, I, I know he threw five touchdown passes. He day. started 0 for 5. He and then 22 of 28. Yeah. So he, he started. His, yeah. He missed his first five throws. And I think he had an interception in there. And the, the, uh, yeah. He 25 pass uh, or 21 passes in a row streak. So he went brazy. The only pass, the only incompletion he had after the first quarter was a spike. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I'm a big time Baker. I used to be a big Baker hater. I'm kind of coming around. Let me just say that he threw a good ball that last throw. The timing of the throw is perfect. He threw it before the receiver turned around. And when People's Jones turned around, the defensive back reacted and also turned around. And when he turned around, the ball was already over his head. So he couldn't react any any faster than doing what he did. And then People's Jones just made the perfect catch. Um, Also, the Bengals have the least talented roster in the league. So it's not like that was, you know, Jalen Ramsey making that play. It was a uh, respect to the guy, yeah. but I mean, it was a, it was a lower tier defensive back. Northwest defensive back. I, dude, I tell you, I had a good win over the weekend and that was the lions Falcons game. I don't know if you watched any of that. That was, that game was 14 to 13. What seemed to be like three quarters. I had the over in that game too, which did not hit, but I had uh, Lions plus one. And the Falcons, they go down, they score a touchdown on accident. Todd on Gurley, accident. He, he attempts to stop it at the goal line, falls right over the line. Someone made a good point about this, but they're like, Todd Gurley said in the, in the locker room that he was mad as hell. But Todd Gurley also gets $500,000 if he scores 13 touchdowns this season. And that was, I think, number four. You kind of got to think maybe he wants that money. I mean, I would if I were him at the end of the day. But they go – I mean, Stafford, they go down there with a minute left, and he throws a, a perfect ball to Hawkinson from 10 yards out, and just like that, bada-bing, bada-boom. Also, also – had, had to hit the extra point. It's, it's – in my opinion, it's bad coaching in this instance, as bad as the Falcons are especially, to yeah. – to go down intentionally and try to score from the one when you have proven time after time that you're not very clutch. Yeah, um, that is true. So take your points while you can get them. 
and show your defense you have a little bit of faith in them and stop the other team, who's also yeah. not very good with a minute left on the clock. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if I'm Todd Gurley, I'm getting the points when I can get them, and I'm taking the lead trying to win a football game. Okay, but here's the thing. Uh, I mean, they had the lead, and Gurley's known for doing that. This isn't the first time he's ever done that. Uh, and they only had, I think, one touch or one timeout left at that time, uh, the Lions. Uh, I don't know if it was coaching or if it was more of like Gurley's like, I've done this before and it's worked. And this time it just didn't work. Well, he scored a touchdown, so it might have worked for all we know. Man, what a crazy game. One thing I will say, and I, and, and I think Matt Stafford's been overlooked a lot because he's had he's just been kind of cursed with being on the Titans. Yeah. But his sidearm. Yeah, the, I'm still pissed off about the Titans. <laughs> um, his sidearm throw is beautiful ridiculous dude dude oh my goodness he's got the perfect sidearm throw i am just like he's like throwing submarines some days it seems like yes dude it's just i'm just like thoroughly impressed watching him just like tommy john the ball out there and it's like a freaking tight spiral and he's fitting it into windows and Man, he Matt Stafford really deserves some credit for what he's been able to do uh, because I think Matt Patricia is just dumb. Um, yeah, with the team that he has around him, definitely he's been able to make do. Uh, I mean, he's had good he's had, he's had success in the past. I mean, it's not like surprising, but at the same time, like hats off to him. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so besides that, how was how I mean, how did the rest of your weekend go, Thomas? Miserable, absolutely miserable. Yeah. I I remember college football. I went up like four units just in the early slate, but after that, I think I went like one for six, and it was just terrible. Just a downhill slide. NFL was almost even until later that night, and just kind of screwed me over. wasn't great. I lost a lot of bad games. I don't even remember most of them. Um, Penn State, that, that guy. Oh. It wasn't either way. I had him at minus six and a half. Didn't matter, but that ball was on the ground, out of bounds before it hit the pylon. And I stand by that. I've watched oh, it a thousand times. That I don't thing know about hit. That. I tell you, go back watch it. That ball hits OB, bounces up, hits the pylon, and I stand by that. I think you're crazy on that one, but um, go watch I, it. I like you. I took uh, Penn State minus six and a half because I'm like, okay, they're playing Indiana. It's Penn State. Like, yeah. When's the last time Indiana was good? Yeah, and, 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 not, anything, and not basketball. Exactly, and if anything, Penn State's at least going to make a statement um, game one, but they did not. Well, I guess they mm-hmm. did, just not the statement they wanted to make. Um, Noah Kane no. got hurt. Um, I think Penn State suffered uh, the same fate LSU did week one. Yeah. Uh, not not a chance to, you know, get get on the same page, not a chance to really scout the other team. You didn't know what so you think Indiana's a fraud, though, like State? Do what? Is Indiana a fraud like State, though? Yes. Most likely, yeah. More than likely. They're number 17 in the nation right now. Yeah. Yeah. They will, that, that ranking will end. We'll on that uh, That'll probably be the highest. Exa- they, that's that's that. exactly what happened to State, too. That'll be the highest they are ranked for the next five years. I believe that. I completely agree. And that's why I have my pick this week. Yeah. I think Ohio State's the only team making it out of the uh, Big Ten without more than two losses, um, which Ohio State's going to come out undefeated, I think. Michigan looked good. Gotta say that. I will never be sold on Michigan. And Michigan could win they the national good. championship. And I'm gonna be like, nah, dude, they're overrated. Jim Harbaugh's Mid- that coach. I'm a big Minnesota guy. I always love Minnesota. I have a question big about Minnesota. the Big Ten when we start uh when we start diving into college football. 
big Big Ten guy. Huge. Yeah, I, uh, I I'm not huge on the Big Ten. Uh, I hate the Big Ten actually. Um, besides Ohio State, I kind of like Ohio State, but I d- do not like uh, Penn State's okay, I guess. But I do not like Michigan. Minnesota's a cool story. I'm not sold on them though. Um, Throw the boat. I have a lot of respect yeah. for Wisconsin. Oh yeah, yeah. Wisco. Wisconsin they're, they're toast. Wisconsin is, is pretty much a guaranteed nine-win team every year. Yeah. Yes. But they're toast this year. Not yet. They got to they got to wait on the next test to see well, if it was a false negative. No, no, no. The 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 starter, he's done. He got his second negative. Okay. I didn't know that. But yeah, either way, the did you the backup uh got a positive test too? I just yeah. screwed up some of my picks, but I don't care. I'm standing with it. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I'm sticking the, with it. Wisconsin is going to be um I think okay, so their starter I got foot surgery, Mertz. so he's out for the season. No, no, no. Before Mertz, oh, okay, the starter yeah. before the season got foot surgery like a month ago. He's out for the season. Mertz had a, a fantastic game, fantastic game. Obviously, he's got COVID, so he's out for three weeks. Their backup hasn't got his second positive test yet, but he's got his first positive, so he's out for at least. Or, or, or if he gets his second positive, he's out for three weeks. So it brings him to their fourth string quarterback. For, for three weeks. Yep. Look, but the good thing is apparently like when the test was, was taken, he should be able to play that third game because they played Friday night instead of Saturday. Oh, okay. So on some logistics, he might be able to, to sneak in that, that actually might change things. I mean, they got Nebraska this week. Um, who do they have? Do we know who they have? It's, next per- week? it's Purdue. And then if, if, if it sits like that, he comes back for Michigan. Well, he'll be back. If he's back in time for Michigan, that's huge. I would love to see Wisconsin beat Michigan. But Purdue, you can't sleep on Purdue either. But let's be real, though. I'm looking at the schedule right now. Illinois was our first game. Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan, Northwestern, Minnesota, Indiana, Iowa. You don't have Penn State on there. You don't have Ohio State. Big West? Yes, I believe. Yeah, that's that's like the ACC uh, Coastal. Yeah either way so we'll see i guess yeah no we definitely will um i uh i'm interested to see how that i mean i think the fourth stringer's name is like vanderboom or something like that they've got some sick ass names i'm looking them up now actually yeah vanderboom i'm pretty sure is the 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 next guy up uh which is a super cool name um so Mm -hmm. it'd it'd be cool to watch him be good it would also be cool just to just if he like snapped Cause it would be like Cardell Jones esque, just like yes. next man up, just freaking mm-hmm. coming in there and taking care of business. Exactly. So, well, but yeah, I had a terrible weekend. Um, I mean, just absolutely emptied my pockets. Uh, really hate to see it. Really frustrating. Um, but it's a new week. It's a brand new week. And that's where we turn everything. Brand new week. We worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. All right. That brings us to our first segment of the week. Obviously, if you keep listening, you know it is. We don't do Saturday first. We do Sunday first. It's the Lord's Day. We do an yes, FL. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, well, well, Thursday. Oh, yeah. Thursday. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. We are starting off right. There we Either go. way. So, we're going to get an NFL real quick. We're going to mix it up a little bit. Um, we're going to try something new. Let us know how we do. Let us know if you like this better or the old way better. 
we're just going to go over big games. We're going to go over primetime games. We're not going to go through just like your bullshit games of the week. We think we can do a little bit more better discussion on this instead. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't definitely let us know though. So obviously we got to start off with Thursday night. That is a Falcons Panthers. Carolina leads off at a two and a half point favorite and over under is 49 and a half Thursday nights. When you bet overs coming off of a short week, less rest, never too great. The number's usually low. Corey, what do you think? Or what do you think? What do you like about these teams? Let's, let's talk about that first. Well, uh, first of all, I love, I, I don't know what it is, but something about me loves Teddy Bridgewater. Always have. Even yeah. since the Louisville days, I've just been, Teddy, I'm on your team. And so I love watching him be successful. And so I, I look at it and I'm like, okay, in my eyes, the Panthers, you know, they haven't had a great year, but they've overachieved in some games, especially considering the fact that their, you know, superstar running back is out for the season. So No, he's not. He's coming back soon. Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. Wait, really? I thought he tore his ACL. I saw something. Let me look here. That he re- he returned to practice today. CMC designated to return. Returned to practice yesterday and hasn't played since week two. Wait, what? I thought he. Yeah. I, I seriously thought he tore his ACL. See, that's why you were talking yesterday about this when me and you were talking. You kept talking about McCaffrey being out for the season. I was like, pretty sure he's coming back. He's like five or and like five you, weeks or so. And you, you just like let me keep going and just like let me. I, but I just like, like I didn't want to, I didn't want to embarrass myself, so I was gonna let you embarrass yourself. Instead. Yeah, just like yeah, just like Corey take the fall. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was it was a closed door conversation. It was just you and I. Yeah, exactly. That's when you. That's when you correct me. Carolina Panthers I didn't know for taken, sure. I didn't want to look at it. Carolina what? Panthers have taken Christian McCaffrey off of injured reserve. It begins a 21-day window for the running back to return. Wow. All right. There well, we okay. Uh, well, My fantasy team would like that. Yeah. Uh, thus far, Christian McCaffrey um, hasn't been able to play. So they've kind yes. of exceeded the expectations without him. Um, the Falcons, I hate the Falcons. Um the only real reason I hate the Falcons was my time spent in Oxford was filled with nothing but Falcons and Saints fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their little rivalry they had that kind of just spilled all over Oxford made me, uh, it gave me a distaste for both of the teams. Um, and so here I had Todd Gurley on my fantasy team. So I hope Todd Gurley scores two touchdowns again. Um, even if one of them is on accident, quote unquote accident. Um, but two and a half point favorites, the Panthers are actually like that, um, over 49 and a half, the Falcons find ways to lose every week. They have super talented roster. Um, but they're something just doesn't click with them. So I like the Panthers, uh, minus two and a half. And I also like the over 49 and a half. Yeah, I agree with both of those picks. Um, Falcons are kind of playing defensive ball right now. Matt Ryan looks good at moments, but like they're just not complete. Like they're just not playing. They're not playing like a, like a really good team. Like they probably like they should be because I mean you've got Todd Gurley on the team, you've got Julio Jones, you've got Calvin Ridley. Like it's an all star cast, but they're just not putting the pieces yeah. together in the right yes, way. Exactly, they're studs. 
And I, I mean, I, I started off the season like Oh, and three betting against the Panthers. And I was like, all right, fuck it. You know what? I'm just going to go straight on with the Panthers. And it's done me pretty well so far. Uh, they covered the spread last weekend. They've covered the last like three games, like Teddy Bridgewater, as much as I didn't think he was a good quarterback in the NFL, he's proven me wrong. So Panthers at home, two and a half. That's just a field goal. That's all I need from you. So I'm yeah. actually going to go out and eliminate the Falcons here. Okay. Whoa. All right. Now um, they're, they're one in five or what they might even be one in six. The Panthers are only three and four. Neither team is really very good. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater has proven that he's serviceable as a starting quarterback. I don't know how much of a star factor he has and a yeah. long lasting effect he's going to have on that team. Uh, I think he'll be replaced next year, most likely, but uh, he has proven very to be very good. But I think uh, the Falcons are due for another one at some point. I mean, and if it's going to come against anybody, it's going to come against our worst divisional opponent. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Falcons on Thursday night. Do so you really also, think that Teddy I'll also will be take the over? Yeah, I think the over is good. I mean, 50 points. Like both of these teams don't play great defense. No, yeah. Uh, you really think Teddy will be out of, at the end of the season? Like no matter what, out of Carolina? Yeah. Uh, I don't see them having a better draft pick than 16. I, th- I see them picking in the first half of the draft. So. Yeah. Most likely I see them getting a quarterback. That they, There's a plethora of quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah, I that think, is true. I think they can find a quarterback to replace him that they want to stick with in the future. I don't, yeah, okay. I don't think he starts. I, I think it might be like more like a Jordan love situation where he comes in, Teddy plays maybe a couple of years and then passes, but who the hell knows, honestly. So, um, okay. So going into Sunday, uh, we're gonna start off with the noon game uh, Steelers Ravens. Ravens are a three and a half point favorite. The over under is 46 and a half, which is really low for a Ravens game. I know the Steelers defense is good, but the Ravens, I think we all can say have not been as impressive as they should be this year. Not at all. I remember a couple weeks ago, they were a 17 point favorite against the Redskins. I bad, the football team couldn't cover that or they hit it. They pushed one or the other uh, when yeah. they really should have beat them by like 30. Yeah. The, uh, football team got a backdoor cover in that game. Either way, there should have never been a chance for them to backdoor cover that game. It should have been a 30-point game. That door should have been slammed. Yeah, exactly. Locked, sealed, like not even in the same game. But Lamar Jackson, you always have to give him respect. Steelers, this is the game. That, as a Dolphins fan, one of the things we root for every year is Nobody to go undefeated and win a Super Bowl, so we can keep that. And right now, there's only one team that's undefeated, and that's the Steelers. And I think they got to play them twice, but I think this is the team that's going to beat them. If it's this one, I don't know. Maybe the next one. It is in Baltimore. Um, I like the over here of 46 and a half, and I like the Steelers to cover that spread because I think the Steelers are a real deal. Yeah. Um, I here's the thing about the Steelers. Their defense is solid, but their pass defense isn't very solid. Like their pass defense has kind of been like their weak link. Um, But their, their run defense and their, their blitzing has been unbelievable, Um, which I feel like is just a Mike Tomlin hack at this point. He just knows it. Um, with that being said, the Ravens, great running team, not a great passing team. I want to say that their receivers have, I think collectively, 
their receivers have less than five touchdowns. I'm not positive on that, but I want to say it's somewhere. I have no idea. It's a low number. Their receivers have a low number of touchdowns this year. They don't do great passing the ball. Um, So I actually like the Steelers straight up. I'm not not really going to go anywhere near the over under. It is kind of low at 46, but like I said, the Ravens don't really pass a lot. Steven Steelers have good running defense. Uh, the Ravens have a decent defense. Um, mm-hmm. So I like the Steelers. I think they can actually win the game. Um, but to be safe, especially after the freaking past two weeks that I've had, I'm going to play it a lot safer and take the Steelers plus three and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I think they can with at least keep it within a field goal. So uh, yeah, on this game, I'm taking Steelers plus three and a half, and I'm just going to stay away from the the point spread. Let me say how shocked I am that this game comes on at noon. And I know I agree. And the primetime game we get that night is Cowboys and Eagles on NBC. (laughs) Well, we haven't got to the flex schedule yet. This was like (laughs) when they thought that the the Eagles and the Cowboys were going to be the top of the division. They were going to be fighting for it at this point. NBC is hurting themselves on. uh, They're going to lose some ratings here if that Steelers Ravens game was in the primetime slot. They're getting a lot of ratings. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I think these two teams right now are two of the top five teams in the league, Steelers and Ravens. Uh, the Ravens haven't been what we saw last year, but, I mean, it's hard to do that twice. Um, I agree with you, Ryan. If they're going to lose any game, it'll probably be this game or against this team. And if yeah. they're going to lose anywhere against this team, it's going to be at home. I'm going to take Baltimore this weekend, beat the Steelers, giving the Steelers their first loss. Um, I don't know how many more losses the Steelers will get because they do look very, very solid. Uh their defense is the best in the league and uh, their offense is, it does its job. It's very serviceable. Ben Roethlisberger in his old age has proven he's reliable. He's not, he's not going to blow you away, but he's going to do his job and get on the field and score touchdowns. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take the Ravens this weekend though. Yeah. I, I mean, look out of all the old QBs in the league, he's definitely the best one right now. Cause Drew Brees looks like he has a noodle arm. Like I have a fun fact for you. I have a fun fact about that. So okay. I do kind of agree. Drew Brees looks a lot weaker this year. I'm not going to go as far as to call him noodle arm just yet. But um, since 2016, I think, since 2016, and passes longer than 20 yards, Drew Brees has the number one QBR. I don't care. Yeah, right behind him is Russell Wilson. Don't care. Noodle arm just boy. saying, man. I just, uh, that, that just kind how, of how many attempts? I, I couldn't tell you. I, 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 I mean, because those those ten yard slants to can't guard Mike, can guard Mike at this point. Uh, I mean, oh well. I mean, I think well, about that. Yeah, but it's not like he takes all of them, you know, to the house or. No, I agree. I'm sure, I'm sure it means twenty yard passes, like passes deep. Yeah, deep. no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, like, that's what he's. Really, that's probably going off of yours. Like, how many attempts is it off of? Like, because oh, majority yeah. of his passes are very short. Um, yeah, either yeah. way, I'm not, I don't want to piss off our saints fans. Cause I guarantee it's like 50% and <laughs> whatever. Sorry. Hey, who that was, whatever. I hate the saints too, but who that, whatever. Um, who cares? Um, going on to what is going to be, I don't care. What anyone says the most exciting game of the week. That is the Rams and the dolphins. We are going to see to a play start a game. Corey, don't shake your head at me. Dan You're excited Tua. to see this too. Into a roll tide. Two man is wrong. in. They did Fitzpatrick wrong. I don't. I'm a Dolphins fan. I stand by that. But I've been wanting Tua to play. It's just like a tease every time they show him on TV, and he's just sitting on the on the sidelines. Like let let's see what the guy can do. Yeah, I'm excited to see Tua. Um, 
And, you know, I'll shut up here in a second since Braxton's a Tua fan and you're a Dolphins fan. Um, but here's the thing. Ryan Fitzpatrick has had this team not on his own. Good coach, good defense. But Ryan Fitzpatrick has had this team competing at a level that they haven't competed at in a hot minute. Yep. All right. And they just, it, it feels like it's out of nowhere. I mean, I, I guess to give him, they gave him a bye week But what I don't understand is if you're going to bring, if you're going to decide to bring your, your franchise quarterback in, you know, to start breaking him in at any game, why do you choose Aaron Donald to be the guy on the other side of the line to break him in against? Look, there's, there's no, there's no better practice than in-game practice. Why not do it against one of the best, one of the best in the league? Because, I, I, not, God forbid, anything happen. But like, Aaron let's Donald watch is. A, let's not say some shit like that. Aaron Donald is arguably the scariest dude in the league. I mean, he he is. He's a bad dude. But I mean, look, the talent that he played against in college. I know it doesn't compare, but I mean, he played against some bad motherfuckers too. Bro, you are I not about to compare Aaron Donald. I got faith in this guy. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. This guy, he's got pocket awareness. He's fast. He knows what to do. He played a pro style offense. I'm all in. I don't even, the money line plus 175 Dolphins money line. That's what I'm going with. I think this is, I think, because look, Herbert hasn't, didn't get a first, his first game win. Joe Burrow didn't get his first game or his first game win. Streaks got to come to an end here soon. Rookie quarterbacks, Tua, first first game win. Come on, baby, let's go. Let me Tua man. Um, Let me say that lasagna is ready. Is what he meant to say. <laughs> uh, what I will say, um, since you since you brought him up, uh, you know, I'll, I'll actually wait. We'll, I'll jump on the Herbert hype train here in just a minute. But since we're talking about Tua here, I'll keep talking about Tua. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's absurd that you even hinted at Tua playing against somebody even near. Aaron okay, I didn't mean it like college. I did not mean it like that. Um, I'm just saying the guy like at the, at the top of his level, he was playing against the top defenses. Like I'm not saying they're Aaron Donald s, yeah. but like he was he was competing at the highest level in college football. Also, I think that, uh, and you know, I think that bringing him in, I mean, it makes sense. I don't think right now is the time no. to do it, but. Uh, I mean, obviously, at some point, he's going to have to play Aaron Donald anyway. But to me, just thinking about Tua and the weird injury he had in college uh, with it being his hip, the way it was, that kind of injury, um, I don't – I feel like I would just want to break him in against, like, the Jets or something. Like last weekend? Yeah, like yeah, like really get him to get his pocket aware because in practice, you know, he's got on his what do you guys put on your quarterbacks like bright orange jerseys or something? I'm sure. Uh, I mean, it's still the red, the pennies. Oh, just classic red. Um, yeah, yeah. So in practice, he's got the red penny on, and you know, he's not really seeing anybody coming at him. But Aaron Donald, like, and and the thing is, not only. Is like is there a chance that Aaron Donald is gonna like he'll be seeing Aaron Donald? I'm not saying he's gonna get sacked by him, but it's a 100 percent chance he's gonna be facing Aaron Donald. Like I, I can almost oh, yeah, guarantee yeah, 100%. You Aaron Donald is coming through the line. I can almost guarantee it. Yep. And so I put him in against someone like the Jets and be like, hey, here's what it kind of looks like, you know, in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. you're really gonna have it tough, but like at least get like a general feel for 
what it what a NFL at game speed is really like. Yep. And I mean, he's got a test. I mean, this week he's got the Rams, Cardinals, Chargers, play the Broncos, Jets. But I mean, he's gonna play the Chiefs later on. He's gonna play the Patriots again, the Raiders, and the Bills. Dude, so I mean, the Broncos. The Broncos are one of the meanest defenses in freaking. They are, bro. Did you? I mean, the the only reason the Chiefs beat him is because the Broncos' offenses might as well be defense. Exactly. Um, Our defense is good too. We'll be fine. Don't worry. I'm not worried about y'all losing to the Broncos. I'm talking about your your quarterback. He's fine. Offensive line's been looking good. Not too worried about it. The biggest thing with Tua is, first of all, I think the plan all along has been coming out of the bye week with an extra week to prepare. He was going to be the starter. That was yeah. That was supposed to be week ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of COVID, things got shifted around, um, yep. and they adjusted, and they chose for it to be this week. Um, it is unfortunate for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, I hate to hear that he was, you know, heartbroken and everything. But let me just say, in the past, teams that he has led at the beginning of the season, he started off hot, and he has declined very, very quickly around the midpoint. Mm-hmm. He started with yeah. the Buccaneers a couple years ago, five and two, I believe. Four hundred yard games. Back yeah. to back to back. Well, I believe they were mm-hmm. five and two. Maybe they were four and two. I think they, were, they started off on a hot streak, and he declined yep. quickly. Um, I don't know. I think e- either way, I don't think you're going to make a very deep playoff run. No offense, Delmas. Uh, I mean, I don't know, dude. There's making the playoffs is the goal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Past that, it's whatever. Right now, um, you guys have won more games than I was expecting y'all to win. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, the main thing with Tua is he needs to. I hope he knows how to fall down now. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Never played baseball. Uh, so he doesn't really know how to, how to go down very well. Um, and, roll. and also I think there's a certain, there's a, there's a type of courtesy around um, NFL players. I think they kind of understand uh, yeah. in Aaron Donald's case with Tua Tungabaloa coming off of this huge injury, potentially career ending injury. Um, I think, you know, after he comes off a block and Tua lets the ball go, he's going to kind of resist a little bit on pushing him down. Or when he yeah. sacks him, he's going to resist on the sling in him a little bit because he has. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a certain type of courtesy for okay, this guy's worked his ass off to get back to where he was before. He's a hell of a player. He's a hell of a guy. He's a likable dude. Yeah, but that's also both, that's also the Aaron are. Donald compared to Ndamukong Sue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Ndamukong Sue will go out there and he'll sling you around. And aim, aim at yeah, you. I mean, it's uh, football in his eyes. He doesn't care who you are. Yeah, I think Aaron Donald's a very um, Courteous guy, and I, I can I can see him not not taking it easy on the Dolphins, obviously, because you go out there to win. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's gonna try to hurt Tua. He's yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna give him like a warning shot, like oh, welcome to the league, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> he might, but like I, like but like you said, like I think if he throws the ball and he's like coming up on him, he's gonna let off. Like, and, but if he's got the ball, he's gonna sack him. There's your welcome to the league. Bitch. They should be aware that refs will throw flags, knowing knowing that knowing there's a new QB in the league who is coming yeah. off an injury. It's a it's a quarterback favored league. They will they won't hesitate to throw a flag on a on a. Yep. Like I agree. So I forgot to say earlier. Although the I, line, I'm taking the Rams. Up. Rams minus four is the line over under forty six. Forty six yeah. is a low number for this game. I think I'm Rams minus four. I also think forty six is low. Uh, I haven't seen, I haven't really seen Tua rocking and rolling. If Ryan Fitzpatrick was in. I'd hammer the over 46 just because I think he is good at marching that team down the field. Um, I think Tua will probably still do well. Um, so I, I like over 46 as well. Quick look, I stand by it. What's up? Yep. Tua's projected fantasy numbers this week are 17 over under. Mm-hmm. I think over. I think I like, I swear. I think there's a, there's something to say about 
rookie quarterbacks that do not start week one. I think like you give them the time to sit back, watch a game, get mentored. I think they come out gunslinging. And I, I think he will have at least 20 points. I think I'm going to start in one of my leagues. I, so. I, I take him under. I think he'll have 14 points. I guess we'll see Sunday. But until then, go fish. That's true. Go fish. So, uh, um, so we're going to move into 325 slot, um, your afternoon slate after you watch the Dolphins win. Talk, we've already talked about this team already. Noodle Arm Breeze takes on a struggling Bears team from the other night. A Maybe the best 5-2 and two team, though, in the league. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, the line on this game is Saints, and, and they're in Chicago. Saints minus four over under 45-and-a-half. Corey Jones. Thanks, Ryan Delmas. If I am Matt Nagy, Nagy, whatever his name is, I'm putting Mitch Trubisky back in at quarterback. Facts. Nick Foles looked terrible. Mm-hmm. He looked bad, just straight up bad. The Now, what I will say is the Bears' defense is unreal. It's ridiculous. Eddie Jackson, which I know Brax is going to love to hear that. Eddie Jackson's one of the best in the league at turning turnovers into points. Mm-hmm. He's had two pick sixes this year get called back. Two pick sixes that he's had that he would have on his total that were called back because of uh, a flag here or there. Two, but, two um, years ago, the um, the Bears beat the Panthers uh, fourteen to three or fourteen to ten or something like that, and Eddie Jackson scored both touchdowns for the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Eddie Jackson's a freak at, at scoring. He won, he won them the game. Um, the Saints. I, I don't think Michael Thomas is going to be back this week. He might be. Who knows Oof. what's going on? He's a head case, dude. Yeah, I've seen trade rumors swirling around. You know, I've been talking to my sources. Yeah. Um, I've seen trade rumors swirling around. But uh no, um I think that if Emmanuel Sanders is back, it's gonna help the Saints out. But otherwise, the Saints' primary strength is running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, which Alvin Kamara is a freak. Uh love him. Um he's better coming out of the backfield and receiving. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he is like really freaking good receiving out of the backfield. But even running the ball, if he bounces out to the tackles or bounces out off the tackles, um, he's scary. When you get him between the hash mark and the sideline, he is scary. Um, So I like, I like the Saints in that instance. If Michael Thomas plays, I'd probably take the Saints minus four. Otherwise, I really, I mean, I think the Bears can have a bounce-back game. The Saints' defense isn't great. Um, Anthony Miller is pretty darn good. I wish that uh, he had a quarterback in there that could actually hit on some of those passes. Um, mm-hmm. So if I were Matt Nagy, I'd put Trubisky back in. But I, I'm i honestly too nervous to take either team here, but I will take the over 44 and a half. I'm taking the Bears. I, I'm on the Bears too, and let me tell you why. Can we hear the forecast for the weekend? Oh, boy. 42 degrees at Soldier Field. Winds northwest 20 to 30 miles per hour. They could occasionally gust to 40 miles per hour. That Chicago Saints, wind is different. The Saints are preppy little shits that play in a dome. They don't know what it's like to play in real weather. The Bears, they are built tough. They are built different. They play in this shit every week that they play at home. 
Bears know how to play in this. They this this game will not be in the air a lot. It's going to be on the ground. David Montgomery better have a big week. And yes, put Mitch Trubisky in. Bears Im- plus four. Not important at all, and definitely not worth interrupting you there. So I'm sorry about that, Delmas. Uh, but a year ago today, I was in Chicago. So that's another reason to hammer the Bears. There we go. So. And it was cold. It was very cold. Duh, Bears. Duh, Bears. So, um, okay, so me and Brax are on the Bears. Corey says you're, you're on the Saints. Is that what you said? No, whoa. Never said on the Saints. If right. Mike that's Thomas making... plays, Corey's taking the Saints. If yeah, if Mike, Mike Thomas, Thomas plays, plays, I'm taking the Saints. But otherwise, um, got pre Madonna. Uh, yeah, otherwise, I'm just going to go on the over. Um, okay. Because I, I think that they'll at least score. I think the Saints will at least score two touchdowns. And if the Bears do anything, you know, they can probably run it up on them. Fair enough. Um, next game in 325. Another game that a couple weeks ago, you probably say it was a blowout, but 49ers kind of been looking better. 49ers Seahawks. Seahawks at home are a three-point favorite. Over under is 54 and a half. Personally, like I just said, you give me this game two weeks ago. I take Seahawks all day. Probably still take the Seahawks, but a little bit more confident back then. 49ers have been playing good football. Uh, I think Jimmy G's gotten in a better groove than he was at the time. So I don't know. Uh, but the Seahawks, like at the self, like they've played games, they've been close in games that they probably shouldn't be close to. They're coming off of a bad loss, though. Yeah. And that's why I think Seahawks went three. This is a very important game for Seattle. Um, yeah. They're five and one. The Niners are four and three. This is the best division in football. Uh, every team is in the playoff race. Literally every team is in the playoff race right now. Uh, you yeah. have Seattle at five and one. Arizona and LA are both at five and two. And the Niners are at four and three. If the Niners win this game, they'll be at five and three. Every other team will be at five and two. I mean, that's a difference maker. If Seattle can win this game, then push themselves at six and one and put the 49ers at four and four, uh, you're, you're, putting yourself away from the pack in that division. And um, this is a really huge game for Seattle. I think Seattle wins, um, especially with 49ers defense, you know, with the injuries they've had this year, you know, they haven't, I don't think they supported the same 11 guys on the field in every game. I'm not necessarily sure about that, but I don't think they have Um, at least starting. And uh, you know, Nick Bose is out. That's their best. That's our best defensive player. He's one of the best players in the league. I think Seattle wins this game. Yeah. I, um, not sold on the 49ers. They obviously whooped the crap out of the Patriots, which is another game that just to add on to my just horrible weekend. Yeah. Um, I have to, you know, then watch the Patriots just get destroyed. Not bought in on the 49ers, though. I think they're great at running the ball, which is going to give the Seahawks fits. So definitely take the over here. But, I mean, I think the Seahawks are a defensive line away from winning the Super Bowl. I think that in my opinion they have probably the best offense in the league. Um I mean for weeks I'm going to be sit- I'm sitting here telling you how fantastic DK Metcalf is and how he's unguardable mm-hmm. and then Tyler Lockett goes out there and catches three touchdown passes uh, and 15 catches for 200 yeah. yards. 53 fantasy points. No, 50, yeah. 55 okay, 5 fantasy points maybe. It, it was 50. But oh wait, no 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 I take that back it was uh yeah it was fifty five because the, it, he took the record for uh, most points ever because it was held by Randy Moss or no Jerry Rice for fifty two points yeah so um, 
I seriously, I mean, Russell Wilson has the best deep ball in the league. Um, argue with your mom. Um, so I love the Seahawks minus three here. I think the Seahawks win by a touchdown, maybe even 10 points. But in true Seahawks fashion, it'll probably come down to a last minute score, which will just contribute more to my freaking receding hairline. Um, thanks a lot for that, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Their defense sucks, but um, they're, which I'm about to rant, but real quick, defense sucks. Their offense is fantastic. I think they can win, but it's time to rant. All right. The Seahawks. Did they throw that game? <laughs> I don't think so. Dude, you don't think so. Okay. They're up 10 with, what was it? Three and a half minutes to go. Yeah. Three and a half minutes to go. They're up 10. The Cardinals are settling for a field goal, right? They needed a field goal and a touchdown, obviously to send it. And the doofus don't even know his name. Cause he's a nobody. Um, mm-hmm jumps on the back of the offensive lineman to try to block the field goal. That, uh, yep. It's it's an important field goal, but it's in hindsight, it's not important enough for you to literally give them the first down jumps on the back of the offensive lineman, which we all know is unsportsmanlike conduct, 15 yard penalty. And then the next, and then two plays later, super easy. The Cardinals score a touchdown. And so what did the Seahawks do? The Seahawks turn around and go, what was it? Three and out. Yes. Yeah. It was pretty sure it was, back to him quick. Yeah. Pretty sure it was three and out. And then of course their sorry defense lets the lets Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I mean, the game it was that was a backdoor cover, if I've ever seen it. I mean, they obviously came back and won, but the game was it was iced. It was iced. You let them kick the field goal. You go down, even with your sorry little drive that you put together, you have to make, they have to score a touchdown now, right? They can't just run out of bounds at the 35 yard line. Now they have to go score. And what do you do? You freaking let them score initially and then get the ball back with enough time to kick a field goal. I was irate on my couch. I mean, that was my (laughs) last bet. I'm like, this is the, you know, if I even want to bet on Monday night football, then I need this to hit. This is my last ditch effort and it was going to hit. It was so, I mean, it was there. It was there for the taking this, this yeah. scored seven points in the second half. Uh, I have no idea. I didn't pay attention like that. I had no guess in that game. It was dude. It was terrible. The Seahawks scored 14 points in the second quarter. And then the entire second half, I want to score, say they scored once, uh, not positive on that, but they literally gave the game. Like I'm seriously thinking to myself, okay, you know, freaking Pete Carroll has some kind of weird shady deal going on and they're throwing. I mean, I was irate on my couch because I can't, I'm like, dude, you're in the NFL. You're making millions of dollars. You know the rules. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, and he lost in the game. Yeah, it it definitely came down to that. Um, Braxton, I'm going to tell you something that one of my buddies told me. I'd like you just to give me your initial reaction off of it, okay? So during that game, one of my buddies texts us in our group, and he just says, Tyler Lockett's a top five wide receiver, hands down. I disagree. 
on on his best day, he could be a top five receiver on any given Sunday. But I don't think, as far as every receiver in the league goes, I don't think he's a top five receiver. I was really hoping I'd get like a stupid motherfucker out of you, but that that that'll that, that'll go as well. <laughs> Shout you out got, Derek Well, Braxton. Shout out Derek Well for that for that take over the weekend. Shout out Derek Well. Speaking of Derek Well, now's a great time for me to mention if you guys are interested in making twenty five dollars for listening to this podcast then you need to tweet at bets underscore season. That's bets underscore SZN. Tweet at them. That's the Sweat Bets Twitter account. If you tweet at them, the Seahawks through the game, hashtag bring me my money, then I will personally send you $25. There you go. Easy money. Tweet at it's it's easy money it's free money I mean you have never made twenty five dollars this easily in your life all you have to do go at bets underscore season tweet the Seahawks through the game hashtag bring me my money and I will put twenty five dollars in your bank account. Look, Corey's been paying Derek's rent for the last week, basically. Yeah, Derek. Well, shout out to Derek. Well, loyal listener of the show. Um, He's been, I mean, he's just been collecting on you guys. And I know that there's more than Derek just listening. Um, but I mean, he's just been collecting. He's got my number at this point. So um, somebody jump in there before Derek does. Derek, if you're listening, feel free to claim it again, bro. I mean, yeah. you know, do your thing. But tweet at bets underscore season, the Seahawks through the game. Hashtag bring me my money. Perfect, perfect. So that's a good transition over to the night slate. Um <laughs> So the night game, I don't think we need to talk much about this. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I don't know. I know Braxton's Eagles fan, but uh, what we call the NFC beast. We've got a rivalry going on that night. And that's the Cowboys. At, yeah. The NFC lease. I like that better. Cowboys at Eagles. Eagles are seven and a half point favorite. 43 and a half is the over under Braxton takes away. Take the Eagles against the spread. What was the over? Uh, 43 and a half. Um, I'd probably take the under. Um, but you don't think the Cowboys will score, right? That, I mean, that's the reason, right? I don't think they'll score many points, no. Uh, I yeah. mean, pretty much the only thing the Eagles have to worry about shutting down is Ezekiel Elliott with Andy Dalton out now, which, man, does that, that cause trouble? Who is that? What's that quarterback's name? He played for JMU. I, look, I, is that his name? Something like that. Ben DiNucci, I think. Uh, ben, if you want to come on the pod, come on, whatever. Hey, ben, we'd love hey, to have you on. I live right down the street, bro. I would say Big best of luck to him, but, you know, fuck the Cowboys. Um, yeah. Forever. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to win this game. It's just a really unfortunate situation for the Cowboys, with uh, obviously with Dak being out initially, and then now with Andy Dalton being back, or being out. And, um, I mean, you got to go. Is Andy Dalton out for the season? Has it been, has it been reported he's out for the year? I don't think so. It's just I haven't heard anything about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's just a bad situation. Ezekiel Elliott is pretty much our best bet. And if the Eagles shut him down and the Eagles have a decent, decent uh, defensive line, decent linebackers. Yeah. But we all know the yeah. secondary is the weakest point of the defense as it has been for centuries now, it seems. Um, I mean, if they shut Zeke down, they're not going to do much. Yeah. So. That's, yeah. That's, I, uh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Thomas. Yeah. But let's Eagles. start Jalen Hurts. Let's start Jalen Hurts. Since this is a guaranteed win, let's give Jalen Hurts a shot. I, um, there's now, no guaranteed win in the NFC, NFC least. The NFC yeesh. Yeesh. Um, yeesh. 
but here's what I'm going to say. I think that the Eagles will win most likely, but this game reeks of Zeke breakout game. Now I agree. The Eagles do have a, a good offensive line or uh, excuse me, defensive line. And I mean, their front seven is not bad at all. Um, but I think, I think Zeke is a great running back. I think he's had an absolute shocker of a year. And so I think he's due for a game where he just kind of snaps. Also, Brax, you mentioned the Eagles secondary is not great. Um, and being that the Cowboys have a plethora of receivers, which I mean, they do, they have fantastic receivers, which it doesn't make sense how their quarterback play can't get it together. Um, but I think if Ben DiNucci can throw the ball more than 15 yards, um, you know, decently, then uh, I think the Cowboys can at least keep it interesting. They made this Eagles seven and a half point favorites. Um, I think that's kind of steep. It's not, it's not a football number um, that eight. So I'm taking, I'm going to take the Cowboys um, against the spread. And I'm also going to hammer the over um, Cowboys defense is bad. So even if this turns into the Eagles blowing them out, I think the Eagles can score at least 30. Ezekiel, um, Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott has career lows in every running category to this point in the year, uh, in the season of his career. Yeah. Um, and he's, st- he's still at like 4.1 yards a carry though, isn't he? I think he's at like one and a half yards per carry. He's at one and a half yards per carry. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's like at a seriously career low. I yeah. Dude, I don't know if it's that low. Uh, it might be that. It might be. Um, who knows, but, honestly. But I, I think that he's due for a breakout game. I think that, um, I mean, you're taking a risk already betting on either one of these teams. Um, but if, if I was going to bet on either one, I would just take the Cowboys against the spread. I don't think they'll necessarily win, but I think they can at least keep it within a touchdown. Um, and then mm-hmm. I, I, I like over 43. Yeah, I'm just going to take the over in this game. I have no care or thought on either one of these teams winning. I just hope they score over 43 and a half points. So it's an important best of luck. Week in the NFL. Let me, let me just say, it's an important week in the NFL. This is the traded line it is week eight. All right. Here's some, yeah. here, here, I'm going to throw some potential trades out there to you guys. All right. As we know, the Bengals have the worst overall roster in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to add some, they need to add some talent on that, on that team. And they also have some pretty bad contracts. Uh, yeah. AJ Green's contract is a pretty bad one to have. I think they have him for another couple of years. They're playing him a lot of money. Hasn't really proven to be what he used to be. He's gotten hurt. He's out of a lot of games the last couple of years. Um, if I'm if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm trying to get rid of AJ Green and get something for him. Whether it's some draft picks, whether it's another receiver that can do some damage, I'm trying to get something for AJ Green. Could you potentially send him to New Orleans? Is they need a receiver with the whole Michael Thomas situation? Who knows what's going to happen there? Um, another team, the Cowboys need a quarterback. Ryan yeah, Patrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick, or you got Sam Darnold. We're not giving away Fitzpatrick, but I do agree though. Darnold probably Darnold or even Flacco at that point. The Jets, I think I the Jets have heard. given up on Sam Darnold. They're moving on to Trevor Lawrence or whoever they can get at number one. Uh, yeah. Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. The the problems that happened in New York this year, they're not Sam Darnold's fault. It's the Jets' fault. I mean, he he's he's serviceable. He's not. I'm not gonna say he's a good quarterback. He's definitely you know I think he's a top 25 quarterback in the league though. Um, I like Andy Dalton more than Sam. Out of thirty-two, and I mean, yeah. No, I know, I know what you're saying though. He's not in the bottom. I, I, but I get what you're saying. But um, I mean, if you give him Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and you give you know, 
with an arm yeah. like that behind those receivers, Ezekiel Elliott becomes more of a weapon. Um, now, what do the Cowboys need to give up to get Sam Darnold if they get him? A wide receiver. Yeah. That's what they have. Or, or Tony Pollard, their backup running back. Good. That's a good choice, too. Or do you deal Zeke? No, no. Zero N- chance. NFL they running just, back shelf lives are around eight, nine years. Zeke think, in what, year five? He's in year five. I think five. The, the Jets have learned their lesson, though, taking on fat running back contracts. Yes, big time. That's a good point. Uh, I don't think – I think they're going to – like, as much as they love Dak – I think they're going to build it around Zeke, though. Okay. I mean, they paid him what five years, ninety million. Yeah, I mean, they they're bought in on the guy. I don't hate the idea of dealing him. I just don't think right now because they just got that fucking contract. It's a good point. Yeah, they 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 could send Pollard though. I didn't even think about that. That's a good one because Pollard hasn't been playing bad. Yeah, he, Pollard is good. He's a good running yeah. back. The the Cowboys are lucky to have him stashed away at backup because A, he's there if Zeke really does choke out, and B, he's like solid trade capital for any GMs that are actually watching. I agree. I totally agree. They definitely so, don't have a lot of um, trade value. Uh, I mean, Jalen Smith's their best defensive player. DeMarcus Lawrence is also up there. That's yeah. pretty much it you have on defense. Now, Can't get rid of a defensive player that could be dealt and I think should be dealt Let's talk about Houston Texans. JJ Watt. JJ Watt. I think Houston needs to do a roster dump, a whole reset. Right, you yeah. have two. You have two guys you should keep, and it's Deshaun Watson for obvious reasons, and his number one, his number one protection, Laramie Tunzel. Those are the two yeah. guys you are you should absolutely, no matter what, not deal. Um, I'd probably try to hold on to Will Fuller too. I mean, I, I mean, think, yeah. I think but, he has like, potential. Like, if you can get something for him, then I'd, I'd say get something. Yeah. For him. He, he, well, I'm about to say though. I mean, if you're willing to trade DeAndre Hopkins, like, why the hell keep on Will Fuller? Yeah, well, that point? well, that's. I think they. I, I think part of the reason they did trade DeAndre Hopkins though is because they felt like Will Fuller could. I mean, not obviously fill his shoes completely, but I. I feel like they felt like he could probably. And a lot of that's Bill O'Brien, who was just dumb. Um, but I feel like they had a, a feeling that Will Fuller could kind of grow into that role. The Houston Texans are going to have to replace head coach and a GM position. Um, yeah. The Atlanta Falcons just got rid of their GM, Thomas Dimitrov. He filled that team with a lot of talent. Obviously, Atlanta hasn't gotten hasn't been super good over the years. They made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But he gave that team a lot of talent. They have a very talented roster. Um, I think he's a guy that can come in there and, you know, if, if they can if they can deal some players out and get some picks, he can get he can get the best of what he can get and fill fill that team up. Now, J.J. Watt is on the other side of 30. He's on the opposite side of 30 that you want him on. Um, mm-hmm. he's, going, he's going into – this is, what, his 10th year in the league, I think? He's coming off an injury, too. Coming off an injury. He's been injured many times. Um, you know, if you want to deal him, I say you try to deal him to someone in the NFC West who has a chance to, you know, set themselves apart from the rest of the pack in that division. You know, if you're Seattle, Arizona, L.A., uh, especially the Niners without Nick Bosa for the rest of your uh, – Seattle J- needs it bad. J- yeah, Seattle needs it bad. Um, if they, if it'd be smart on their part to go after JJ Watt, he could take them to another level, especially when they get to the playoffs, he could separate them from other teams. Um, yeah. the Niners could really use JJ Watt, especially with Nick Bosa being out. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt any of the other two teams in that division also to go get them just to, you know, try to try to separate yourself. Uh, the Packers, he is from Wisconsin. You're going to need a late playoff push when you hit the playoffs. Cause you know, 
Your division's pretty weak if you're the Packers. Um, Who could the Packers you give, though? Aaron Jones. No way. They're done. They get <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, th- um, I, th- I think I think the Packers could get, could uh, could find some stuff to give, especially with JJ Watt being on the other side of thirty. You know, he's how 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 far is he going to get Houston in the next couple of years? You know, what difference is he going to make to Houston over the next couple of years? Dude, dude, the thing like, um, I I look at JJ Watt as like a Freddie Freeman of the NFL. He's done so much for the community. He loves the team. He doesn't want to go anywhere. And they know that. And I like, I just don't ever think that they're ever going to leave there. He's going to be there with them through like the shits. He's going to be there with them during the good stuff. And just like Freddie Freeman, he's never going to get it done. He's not going to make shit. I think, I think there's more on that team that they can give up. They don't have a first round draft pick this year or the next year. Bill O'Brien really <laughs> sank the organization. Honestly, <laughs> like, you can I, get a first like, round pick for JJ Watt. You can probably get a first round pick for him. If not so? more, if, if not it, more, no, yeah. Uh, if it's Green Bay and Green Bay takes JJ Watt and they think that he can put them at a level to go deep in the playoffs where they can get a top twenty eight pick, they're not worried about that pick anymore. Yeah, a twenty eight to thirty two pick, they're not worried about that pick. That's they would they, they would give that pick up for JJ Watt if he can get them to another level. Yeah, I guess with Aaron Rodgers starting to turn the corner on his age, Jordan loves team now. That's just insane. <laughs> um, yeah, those are definitely intriguing, though. Um, what's our last NFL game? Uh, it's Monday night, and I'm going to tell you, I don't think we have to talk about this much. Um, it's the Monday night game, and we have the wonderful Buccaneers playing the Giants in the Meadowlands. The Bucks are 10.5 points uh, favorite. 46 is over-under. I say Bucks. Um, you say the Bucks are going to win? I the the Bucks by like thirty. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I saw Godwin's out. He has like a broken finger or something. Um, but yeah, the yeah, Giants, but they have Antonio Brown now. Well, he doesn't. Play well, he, he can't he? play. He yeah, can't he can't play this week. Either um, way. Yeah, I, I take the Bucks too. I I hate taking anything over ten. Typically. Just buy the half point. Yeah, I might just buy the half point, bring it down to just a regular even 10. Um, and I'm going to stay away from that 46 just because, well, shoot, the freaking Bucks could score 46 themselves, I'm by guessing. Themselves. But their defense is so good, I don't think that the Giants are going to score more than 10. Um. Mm, I'm probably going to buy the half point, take the Tampa Bay minus 10 even, and then I'm I'm still going to stay away from that 46. Hey, Bucks by 30. Uh, I, heard a, I heard a crazy stat today. Daniel Jones started 19 games. He has 19 interceptions and 23 fumbles. Holy crap. And he's four. He's four and uh, 15. Three of those wins came from the uh, football team. And the only other team he beat, the Buccaneers. Wow. The Jabbo so, wins, Buccaneers. Jabbo wins. Uh, Brax, thoughts on this game at all? Anything anything contradicting of the Bucks minus the thousand? No, Bucks heavy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's our slate in NFL. The only other game that um, I'd say bet, Tennessee uh, at the Bengals minus six over 55. 
Uh, I think they have a back a bounce back game this week. Yeah. You could say the same about the Bengals, but the Titans are a much better team. The, the Bengals don't have bounce back games. No, uh, no, no, they have Bengal games. Yeah, exactly. They have back bounce games. Um, anyway, I, I agree with you, Domus. I would hammer the Titans there. Um, but I've been waiting to bring this up, so I'm going to bring it up now. I am officially full speed ahead on the Justin Herbert hype train. Yeah. I think I, I want am to full speed ahead, man. I think he has a, an inept coach. I do not like his coach. Uh, I think that their um, late game management has been very suspect, very, very suspect, but holy crap. Justin Herbert has been, in my opinion, fantastic for what he's been thrown into. I agree. Uh, the Chargers have a really solid roster. I actually do like Anthony Lynn, their head coach. Uh, it's his first year, so I'm not going to hold too much against him, especially in the division he's in. Now, the division isn't great, obviously, but they got to play the Chiefs, and so you know it's a lot to worry about. Whatever, um, you know, I don't, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think they're going to get better over the years, but I agree. I think Justin Herbert is the real deal. He looks fantastic. Um, him and Joe Burrow have kind of similar stats, but just on the eye tests alone. Um, I'm taking Justin Herbert all day, honestly. Uh, yep. Like I said, that's on the eye test alone, but I I, I love Herbert. I think and this past week, uh, Joe Burrow had a fantastic game. I'm not taking anything away from him. Um, but Justin Herbert also had a fantastic game. The, the Chargers are, I mean, they're not going to, you know, shock anybody this year they almost did they almost shocked the chiefs but they're not going to shock anybody this year but watch them play i'm telling you you will be impressed with what justin herbert is able to do his throws his long balls look good his um you know mid-range accuracy looks good his decision making for the most part isn't terrible um, like i said it's been pretty questionable in the past two minutes of the game but i rarely put that on the quarterback most of the time i kind of blame that on the coach um because that's that should be the two minute drill should be rehearsed in my opinion, yeah. um, but love Scripted. Joe Herbert or Joe Herbert, uh, love Justin Herbert. The hype train is full speed ahead on him. I hope I didn't just jinx him. I have a problem with doing that, but you know, there's no looking back. Get on now, or you know, we're going to be laughing at you when the the hype train pulls into Victory Station, which is the Super Bowl. Which is the Super Bowl. So when the Chargers win the Super Bowl in 10 years uh, with Justin Herbert, then I'll make sure to uh, remind you guys. But that's after Tua has already won eight. So it's whatever. Oof. And that is a score to not take. Uh, and, and that's the NFL. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a take hot enough to take us right out of the NFL. All right, guys, as always, today's podcast is brought to you by Movement, Pack and Move. That is M-O-V-E-M-I-N-T, moving in mint condition. So Movement is a fantastic brand new moving company. They're well-established. They've done plenty of moves by now, and the customer satisfaction is always through the roof. Um, so I know what you're wondering, Corey, how do I get in touch with these guys? And I've got great news for you. I've got all the information right here for you. So you want to give them a call, you want to talk to somebody on the phone, they'll give you a great rate right over the phone. Uh, it'll be 
601-255-4432. That is 601-255-4432. Give him a call. Um, tell him Corey's saying. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, email chris at movementllc.com. Chris at movement. That is M-O-V-E-M-I-N-T-L-L-C.com. Uh, or you can visit their website, movementllc.com. M-O-V-E-M-I-N-T-L-L-C.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Go check them out, guys. If you tell them that SweatBet sent you, they will not only give you a discount, they will buy your house. Not actually. They're not actually going to do that. They're not going to buy your house. I can't even guarantee that they'll give you a discount, but, you know, they're great guys. Your rate is already going to be lower than the competitor. So please 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 reach out to them you need anything moved you need to move office spaces you need to move into your new house your new apartment you need to move out of mom and dad's move into mom and dad's whatever it is you're doing use movement these guys are fantastic they'll do it for you quickly and efficiently they won't mess up any of your stuff and um you'll be satisfied you'll be more than satisfied go check out some of their reviews Um, i promise you people are loving them do not be late on that they are a fantastic service Promo code Delmas for 50% off. (laughs) All right. So, um, we'll just kill that whenever Brax gets that recording. Um, Yeah. All right. 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 So, welcome to our favorite portion of the show or your favorite portion. I don't know. My favorite portion. I love college football. Um, We're getting into our picks. Like I said last week, not so great. This week is obviously going to be much better. We're all going to go five and zero. That is, unless one of them disagrees with me, then they'll have a loss. But you know, I, I'm going five and zero this week. Um, as long as you don't bet on Ole Miss, that's hilarious. Um, and I'm not even going to go on my spiel about Ole Miss, but just know the refs blew it for Ole Miss, but Ole Miss also blew it for themselves. So for all you Ole Miss fans out there, don't don't run from the truth. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to get us started. Is that cool, Delmas? You go on. All right, all right. I, I don't know how many times I'm going to say all right, maybe a few more. Um, get the counter, Chris. Yeah, yeah, for real. Just uh, hang in there for that. Um, all right. I'm, I promise that's the last time I'm going to say it. My first pick of the day is going to be Georgia versus Kentucky. Now, this one is kind of a scorcher. It's kind of a scorcher, right? Because Georgia's mm. good. Kentucky just lost to Missouri. You know, whatever. Look, Kentucky's been hit or miss this year, but I'm not sold on Georgia. Um, they're a 14.5-point favorite, so I'm taking Kentucky plus 14.5. Don't think they're going to win, but I think they can at least keep it within two touchdowns. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, Say what you will, but... Kentucky is they've had some 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 great games and also some some terrible games so you never really know. Next game I'm going with Memphis versus undefeated 4-0 Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a six and a half point favorite here and if there is anything Memphis is good at it is ruining seasons. Big time. They love that shit. They win they, games they shouldn't win. Exactly. Memphis loves ruining seasons. Memphis has a great defensive coordinator, Mike McIntyre, that they got from Ole Miss last year. I was really sad to see Ole Miss let him go. Especially sad to see it now as our defense is giving up 6,000 points a game. Um, So take Memphis plus six and a half here. 
I think they definitely keep it within um, six and a half. Cincinnati might win by four or three. Um, But if you're really feeling bold, which I probably will be, take the money line plus 190. Throw a cool, you know, however much you feel like on it. I love the Memphis Tigers to win this game. Um, And if you're you're worried about either of those, take the over. It's 55 and a half right now. Tigers are playing for Tom Four. They did it last week. They beat UCF. There you go. RIP. There you go. Um, all right. Oh, I said it again. I wasn't going to, but I did. I'm not going to say it anymore. Uh, Mississippi State versus Alabama. So Mississippi State stinks. Alabama is fantastic. Alabama is a 31-point favorite in this game. Alabama probably has the best, maybe not the best, maybe the best offense in the country. Um I'm not going to tell you to go anywhere near that spread because I think Bama might win by 40. However, the over-under is at 63.5. So Alabama's defense will likely hold Mississippi State to a field goal or a touchdown. Maybe a safety. May, yeah, maybe even a safety. They've, they've, um, Alabama's defense seems to have gotten their swagger back ever since the second half of the Georgia game. Yep. So I love their defense here. I will say... I need to say something nice about Mississippi State here. I've just been bagging on them. I will say Mississippi State's lone bright spot this year is their defense is actually not terrible. Their defense is actually pretty decent um, considering how many times their offense gives the ball away. Um, Mm -hmm. So over-unders at 63 and a half. I'm taking the under. Cash out on that. It's pretty high. Um, Next, we have Mizzou, Florida. Um, Florida's a 13 point favorite here. The over-unders at 61 and a half. I'm just going to go ahead and say hammer the, um, over Florida's defense is trash. Florida's offense is fantastic. Hammer the over there. Nothing really too special. And then my last pick is the Arkansas Razorbacks. And I wanted to let you guys know, I did not want to pick this game at all because, I knew that Delmas was probably going to have some bull crap to say. Um, Ooh, pig. I'm sure we'll hear that. But uh, they're playing the the freaking Aggies here, and I'm not huge on the Aggies this year. They're 3-1, and ranked number eight in the country, but I don't think they're that special. Arkansas is playing great defense this year. Um, the Aggies yeah. are 12 and a half point favorites. So I'm taking Arkansas plus 12 and a half. I think they keep that a one score game. Um, the Aggies beat Arkansas every year. I think, I don't think Arkansas has beat them since they've joined the SEC. So I think Arkansas is due for a win. Um, nonetheless, I definitely think they'll keep it within 12 and a half. I mean, I bet against Arkansas already. They freaking shut me down. So, you know, I'll, I'll give them some respect this week. I think they keep that. I think they take the they they beat the spread this week against the Aggie. It's also worth noting Arkansas is four and zero against the spread this year. Yeah, I mean, hey, can't overlook that. Yeah, you can't. And that those are my five picks this week. Okay, um, so I'll go into mine. Um, I am doing something that I don't like to do, and I'm betting against my second favorite college football team, aka Hawaii. I'm going with Wyoming money line. It's even right now. The only reason why they're playing at Wyoming temperature that night's going to be 21 degrees. Hawaii, not used to that shit. Long okay? way from the ocean. It's a long way from the island, baby. That's what it is. 
the island. You don't come on the island and, and get a win. So next week we will be – I'm just going to go ahead and foreshadow it. My lock of the week next week is Hawaii. I don't care who they're playing. and I don't care what the spread is. Hawaii at home always. Next, Coastal Carolina. I've been riding them all year. They're 5-0. and They're number 25 in the nation. False. No, yes. you're you're <laughs> you're good. Excuse me. Okay, five. They're five and zero. Oh. They're playing at Georgia State. Georgia State's been playing decently this year. I don't know why I've been keeping up with the fun belt like I have, but whatever. The money is in the crumbs, like one of the people that I follow says. You got to pick these smaller games. This is where the money is. Minus two and a half. Coastal Carolina's been dominant. Easy oh, win. Easy that. win. Hammer go Chanticleer. Chanticleers. Let's go, boys. This takes me to my next pick. We talked about it earlier. We talked about Wisco, Wisconsin. Wisconsin has the COVID bug. That's that's okay. I don't care that Graham Mertz is out. I don't care that Zach Wolf, great name, also is out. I don't care that the next guy's out. We care. We only care that our boy. I just had his name here. Where the hell did he go? It's like Vanderboom. Vanden, it's Vandenboom. We just got Vandenboom's playing. Wisconsin minus three at Nebraska. Nebraska is a hungry dog, but they're not that hungry. I take Wisconsin by a field goal any day of the week. Next, I've got Oklahoma, tennis, or Texas Tech at Texas Tech, over 69. Got a good, decent strategy. If you play at Texas Tech, it's going to go over. Something about Lubbock. There's something about Lubbock that you just – there's no defense ever. The wind carries uh, the ball there. It's got to be. It's a flat – it's the flatlands. So um, I love that over um, – you could have given it to me at 75 and I probably still take it either way. Moving on North Carolina nationally ranked playing out of their minds minus six and a half at Virginia. Virginia's like one in four or something like that. I think this is easy. Maybe it's a trap. It might be a trap line. Well, they already had their trap game. Yeah. So this, this is it. Six and a half. Take it. They just won by a touchdown. All you got to do. Blast it. Love it. So those are that's five. No, that's four actually. So Southern Miss education right there. My bad. I thought I had five right there, but I do have two. Bet the Camrys of the week though. Okay. Get the Cam- okay. Bet the, bet the Camry. Get Tesla. How about back, that? Back the Camry out of the garage. You're gonna need it uh-huh. for this. Penn State, Ohio State over sixty two and a half. Ohio State put up fifty two last week, but they let uh, who was it? Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska put up seventeen. Penn State will put up more points than that. Penn Even State with out? doesn't matter. Penn State <laughs> over 62 and a half. Love it. Next, Greg Schiano, the man. He's returned to the motherland of Rutgers. I've got I've got Rutgers plus 12 and a half at home. Why the hell is Indiana 12 and a half point favorite? Indiana's 12 and a half. He's 12 and a half point favorite. Rutgers will cover this line. Rutgers played the out of their mind last week. On, where is Rutgers? Uh, New Jersey. Drive the Camry to New Jersey, to Joyzy. Take the Camry to Joyzy. Uh, pretty Camry sure Joyzy. Rutgers were, they were like the first national champion, weren't they? I don't know about that. I think, I think they were one of the first football teams ever. Um, maybe the I'm first national champion. But keep going. I'm with you on that. I'm just saying plus 12 and a half. Get the line now because I think it's going to drop. They're at home against Indiana. Frauds. Against the frauds. So yeah. those are my picks of the week. Yeah, I, I love those two locks. Back the Camry out of the garage. 
right now. It's time for you to get a Tesla. I mean, we're we're literally giving it to you. Delmas just gave it to you. So take yep, it. there's your Tesla. And and Brax, I'm ready to hear what you got, brother. All right. Here are my five college football picks of the week. I've got Wisconsin at minus three and a half. Or um I have some quarterback issues, but Wisconsin typically is known for running the ball. I'm sure they'll stick with that. And um, yeah, I can see that. Wisconsin. I think they'll beat. I mean, I think they'll handle Nebraska. I've got Ole Miss my 16 and a half against Vanderbilt. Uh, not only do I think Ole Miss's offense is obviously, um, you know, ready to score a higher volume at any time, but they're also playing Vanderbilt, who is not only are they the worst team in the SEC, but they have also had so many players opt out this year just because of COVID and just because of educational reasons that uh, Vanderbilt's hardly even in the roster. Um, so I think Ole Miss is going to really wipe the floor with Vanderbilt on Saturday. I've got Arkansas also at plus 12 and a half against Texas A&M. And they'll cover the spread there. I'm not, I don't, I don't know who's going to win the game. I would take Arkansas against the spread. I've got Iowa minus two and a half against Northwestern. Um, you know, if I know anything about Northwestern, it's, not, it's that they're not very good at football. I take Iowa mm-hmm. at least by a field goal in that game. And then I've got West Virginia minus two and a half against Kansas State. Yeah. Um, ooh, West Virginia minus two and a half versus Kansas State. Minus three and a half. Minus three and a half versus Kansas State. No. That would be, I mean, that would be Kansas State's first Big 12 loss. I don't think they're great, but they have had some shocker games. Frauds. Kansas State, you, you think they're, yeah. you, you with Brax on the minus three and a half? I, yeah, I agree with him on that. I, I add that to my card, Chris. Yeah, Chris, add it, add it to Delmas's card, Chris. Um, yeah, I love those though. I'm, I'm I'm pretty on board with uh, all of them. I'm I'm a little hesitant on that last one, but otherwise I'm pretty on board with those. Um, and by the way, guys, I looked it up. Rutgers and Princeton were co-champions. They were the first ever champions of college football, and they were co-champions. See, I was gonna say it was uh, uh, Harvard. I, I knew I knew there was an Ivy League team in there somewhere because some shit. Yeah, but. Rutgers and and Princeton. Fun um, fact, Southern Miss's first home game or first football game ever was played against the Boy Scouts of uh, Laurel County or uh, Forest County. Did you guys lose? No, we won. Are you sure? <laughs> Swear. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, Scotty Sorry. Waldron gone. Okay, get his name right first, at least. No. Yes. <laughs> he has Walden. to make his name. He has to make a name for himself. Scotty Walden. Look. Uh, he knew he wasn't getting the job. I was hyping him up a little bit too much on on um, Twitter. Yeah, you were really on his hype train. I almost threw that back in your face today, but I was like, I'm gonna let. No, it. I look. I I I tweeted today. I I never meant anything I said about him. Oh, it was all yeah. fake. <laughs> yeah, love love eating your words there. It's okay. It doesn't matter because I mean, yeah, the freeze the freeze free. trains the freeze train's gonna pull into the station and it's it's freeze us. Ah oh, man, I Hugh Free is real. He, I mean, he's I. I feel like we can almost guarantee he's going to be the Southern Miss coach next season. Um, uh, yeah, kind of, we're kind of we're kind of losing a little hope on that one. Oh well, I'm going to stick with my uh, guarantee there, just because I already. Said I appreciate it. that. Uh, you guys heard it here first. Um, but and he, I actually saw he just got a, a blue chip. Uh, maybe not blue chip. I think it's a three star, but a three star. Yeah. Uh, instead of committing to Georgia, committed to Liberty. Said he saw wow. in a dream, he saw Liberty winning the national championship. That's kind of crazy, but okay. Yeah, but I think Hugh Freeze will coach at Southern, um, which is going to be tough to watch. But, I, th- I mean, I think the dude is uh, a guru. I, w- I would freaking love to have him at 
Ole Miss. I'll I'll take Lane Kiffin. I like Lane Kiffin. I think Lane Kiffin's going to do good things, but I'll always um I'm always going to be a, on the freeze train. Great. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, that's going to.